All right, here we go. I got you now. Okay, so we're good now? We're good. All right. So, um, you know, obviously the first thing we want to say <laughs> is uh, welcome to Single Dad, Why You Mad, right? And um, before we even get started, right? So is it pronounced Kareen or Karen? Kareen. Kareen. Okay. So uh, I'm going to circle back to Kareen in two seconds. Okay. But um, I got to do some house cleaning with Clark, right? Um, and Kareen, I'm looking for you to uh, referee, all right? Oh, okay. Jesus. All right. So we've been talking about, and I'm going to tell you why I'm bringing this up, right? So we've been talking about doing um, a baby mama episode. And the baby mama episode is basically uh, Clark and my uh, uh, son's moms both come on and, uh, you know, they get to uh, tell their piece. They get to speak their side. But uh, my baby mama ain't with it at all, right? <laughs> so, so, so we've gotten that far? Cause I'm like... Well, ah. I, think, I think it's going to take a lot of work. Right. Right. Um, she definitely ain't with it. Right. Up but the way you always going off every episode, I, I can see why. All right. And we're going to circle <laughs> back to that, too. We can circle back to that, too. Right. Um, you know, Clark has implied that uh, his ex-wife is with it. Right. So, you know, I'm thinking about how to make this happen. Right. Right. Um, because everybody is asking me for it. Everybody. When I say everybody people at work, people who, you know, listen, you know, do, do, do you remember uh, the Roadrunner and uh, the Wild E. Coyote? Is that his name, Wild E. Coyote? Yeah. yeah. Remember that face he had on, just as he's got a rocket on his back, and he's about, you know, three feet over the Roadrunner, and he's just about to get him, and that look on his face with the saliva coming out of his mouth? <laughs> when I talk to people about, um, you know, the Baby Mom episode, that's the way they look, right? That's the look in their eyes. Right. Um, so I've been working on it behind the scenes, right? I actually <laughs> reached out oh. to Clark's ex-wife wow. on Instagram, and we have chatted about it, right? And we've actually scheduled something for the first week in December, where wow. I am going to interview her without Clark, and then... Uh, I'm going to do an episode with Clark and get his feedback to the interview, right? So why am I telling, right? Why am I telling on myself? And the reason I was doing it like this is because I wanted it to be organic. I didn't All want right. him to talk to her and then she talked to him and then they, you know, um, even subconsciously, you know, start feeling a certain way. So they start to um, uh, monitor, you know, the feedback or, or, or the original interview. So this is what we refer to in psychology as the prisoner's paradigm, basically. Okay. I'm going to have to look that up. I have no idea what that means. I'm going to have to look that up. Right? Yo, um, you, you grew up in New York, right? So you, you know, whether it be you or your boys, you know, you know what the, the setup is. They basically split the two suspects apart. There you go. And interview them and see if they have the same story. Exactly. Right. Right. See if they got the same story. Because right. right. if they do, all right, then they're both innocent. But if they right. don't, somebody lying. And we're going to figure out who it is. We're if I got to put a hot damn over you, and I got to goddamn sweat you out, no coffee, give you a, a, a Coca-Cola so I can get your DNA, we're going to figure out who lied. 
right? Right. F f f figure out who's more likely to snitch. Is what's yeah. going on. But uh, I was talking to somebody about it, and they said, okay, Dave, but, you know, maybe you should at least mention it to him so that he does not feel, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Betrayed? Okay. <laughs> I think that's exactly the word she used. Betrayed. Right? <laughs> Who knows? They said, I'm enjoying listening to the podcast, and I don't want it to go nowhere because he feels betrayed. Right? Oh, but that's why I'm mentioning it. Right? But hmm. while I'm mentioning it, I'm going to ask you not, and I can't control it, right? Who knows what's actually going to happen? But I'm going to ask you, Parker, to not say nothing to her. Don't I'm not going to sabotage the process. I'm not going to sabotage the process. I think it's funny, though, because I'm like, shit. We both know she a loose cannon. Like, oh. like she, she, she is her own agent. She is her own woman. So she hasn't she said nothing about you. She hasn't said nothing. No, look at my face. She kept this shit low. She kept this shit real well, low. We've only, we only been talking about it for about two or three weeks. That, that's a long <laughs> time. Listen, only two or three weeks. You know, for my ex wife, that's a long time. That's a long time to keep something quiet. So. So she, 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 she's she's probably engaged in the process. You see, like, you see he's got fun. the glass with the uh knuckle with the knuckle thing on it, right? <laughs> he's trying to send a subliminal message to me. <laughs> the brass knuckles. I'm a, the glass with brass knuckles. I'm gonna I'm I'm just take a sip. He's trying to send me a message. Okay. Ooh. All right. Um, are we good? We good, man. We good. All right, you're not gonna say nothing. I'm not gonna say nothing. All, All right. right. Okay. So, um, yeah, single dad, why you mad? That's the way we do things here, right? <clears throat> that's the way we're trying to do things here, or that's the way it has been thrust upon us. So, that's um, a hell of a lead in for our episode, though, ladies and gentlemen. In, right? Okay. So, um, this is part of our single mom's perspective. Um, and we've been doing a lot of these lately because, you know, we want to hear from single moms, right? We want to hear from single moms, we want to hear from single dads. We want to hear from, you know, just about everybody who is involved in parenting. So uh, with us today is Kareen. Um, and Kareen, why don't you just really quickly introduce yourself um, and just say, you know, who you are, um, maybe where you live, um, and, uh, you know, whatever else you want to tell people about yourself. <laughs> I am Kareen. I am 43 years old. I went to high school with Chris. I am the mother of three wonderful children. My son is 24. I have a daughter that's 21 and another daughter that's 14. I currently live in South Carolina. Um, moved here about 10 years ago. I transferred here with work. Uh, it was a promotion and a transfer. And I am currently in school working on my fifth degree. I'm getting another master's degree. I should be graduating in May. I spend most of my time at work and at school and shopping with my daughters. I do not have a social life. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that's basically, I'm looking to uh, transfer to another location here. I'm hoping either um, Atlanta or Houston, but that's basically it. Let me, let me, let me just really quickly say that um, um, Clark is batting a thousand right now, right? <laughs> Every guest that has been with us um, so I think we probably had six guests so far in the 13 episodes we're working on, maybe even seven. 
And of the seven, I've brought on two. Clark has brought on five. And all five of his has been knocking this skin off the fucking ball. Right? <laughs> you know? No um, pressure, so, Ma. No pressure. Yeah. So, so, so if you were in the Major Baseball League, if you were batting five for five, 1,000, you would be the Babe Ruth of podcasts. Right? <laughs> All right. Um, I call it uh, content over celebrity, right? There are a lot of podcasts, and I'm not slamming anybody, right? But there are a lot of podcasts that have celebrity guests um, or there's a celebrity doing the interview. Um, I'm not a celebrity. Uh, don't know, know, know who the hell I am. No, don't nobody know who you are. Okay, I can't speak to it, but all right, thank you. You said it. No, don't nobody know who you are. Um, but the content and the people we have been talking to have been amazing. So um, I'm going to get hold out, out of the way in the beginning. Go ahead. But if there is a celebrity out there who would like to come on it and share their perspective, we ain't knocking you and we'd be happy to have you. We ain't telling y'all. We ain't saying no. Most of y'all. Some some of y'all, but most of y'all, yeah. Yeah, we ain't saying no, right? Um, But yeah, you're batting a thousand. So uh, thank thank you, sir. Pat on the back for that, right? This this is amazing for me too. This is a wow, you know. And and there's probably a lot of subtext and stuff that we can't address on air. But (laughs) so 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 when you say that, right? Because that's the other (laughs) question that I be getting all the time. Um, Is Clark has Clark ever bumped uglies with, with any of these people? Have there ever been any romantic relationships involved? Not I know of. I, I, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't I, think so. But I, no. Well, so I, Karina, I, you know so, what? I'm going to give Chris so, one. I'm going to give him at least one. Knowing Chris, I'm going to give him at least one. So, so, okay. So now you're speaking for everybody else. The question is, have you two guys ever bumped uglies? No. No, we are not. I, I, I did date her cousin in high school. All right. I did, I did date her cousin in high school. Okay. Um, but as a matter of fact, none of our guests, you know, out of any of our guests, Mike probably came the closest. <laughs> you and Mike. Okay. I like that. <laughs> I like that. You know, All right. straight, straight, straight comedy. Listen, you ain't got to qualify it. It's Listen, a, I'm, a progressive qualify dude. It. I'm a progressive dude. And Mike is handsome. Nobody questioning like, you. There's nobody not. questioning you. There's no, there's no judgments here. There's a no judgment zone. Right. So, um, Speaking with that, obviously, that's a good uh, transition. Um, and I'm not going to read all of it, but I'm going to read, um, you know, um, um, a couple of things that just jumped out at me. Really? Okay. Yeah. Are you okay with that? <laughs> I, go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. You said She's you like, I wrote it. <laughs> yeah, you, you, okay. All right. We, hello, gentlemen. I love the podcast, which so much male bashing going on in the world. It's good to hear about relationships and parenting from an active father perspective. Um, then she says about how uh, Chris and uh, her attended uh, high school. I am a divorced mother of three. I have a son and two daughters. My first bout of single parenthood happened even before my first child was born. My son's father decided he did not want to be a parent and disappeared when I was five months pregnant. I haven't seen or heard from him in over 24 years, and I have never received child support. My second bout of single parenthood began in 2007. Although I had been married for eight years by this time, I was in a loveless and emotionally draining marriage. My ex-husband, the father of my daughters, was not faithful for most of the marriage. In 2007, we legally separated, and in 2013, we were divorced. Before the separation, he was a decent father who interacted with the children regularly 
and provided financially. At times, the money was sporadic, but I didn't let that interfere with his time with the children. During our separation, he would try to bring up reconciliation, but I did not want to reconcile. I had enough of the emotional roller coaster. I wanted off that damn ride. We were separated for so long because we really weren't financially able to pay for attorneys. And since we were cordial with each other, filing divorce wasn't at the forefront of our minds. During our separation, I chose to be celibate over five years. Oh my goodness. And focus <laughs> on advancing my career. He dated a few women while, I while we were separated. In 2012, I started dating someone and wanted to be completely finished with the previous chapter of my life before I started a new one. I filed for divorce and the shit hit the proverbial fan. My ex-husband was furious. I guess he still out, held out hope that we would reconcile. He turned into a completely different person. He stopped giving me money for the children. We didn't have a child support order in place and his visits with them decreased a lot. Since our divorce was finalized, he completely stopped um, talking to my son. He's been um, the only father he's known since he was two years old. He hasn't seen our daughters in over three years and he hasn't paid court ordered child support. He has remarried and have had two children with his wife. I am no longer dating and have been on a new celibacy journey, five years and counting. So I, you sent this, five years and counting. You said this from July 30th, 2019. Are we still counting? <laughs> Silence. Okay. Right. A lot is transparent in the um, five to six years. My son has had some legal issues and my daughters do not think uh, fondly of their father. Last year, I discussed counseling with my children and the girls were on board, but my son wasn't. The girls have been doing very well with counseling. I worry about my son's emotional well-being um, because in essence, he has been abandoned by both fathers. He doesn't talk much about them or how he feels. I think um, that his legal issues and bad choices are linked to the abandonment, but I'm not a therapist. I'd like to point out that I take some responsibility on how my life has gotten to this point. When I had my first, when my first, when I had my first child, I was young, very foolish and naive. Then when I started dating my ex-husband, there were red flags that I chose to ignore. I kept hoping he would change when he showed me what he was about. I should have believed him. I haven't given up on relationships. I'm just chilling right now with my daughter still living at home. I'm choosing to wait until my youngest gets a little older. Besides, I don't want the soul ties that come with dating and sex. I have enough baggage that I speak that I need to unpack without adding more to it. So typically we do a, uh, how the fuck did you get here? Meaning, you know, with the best of intentions, um, you know, how did you end up being, you know, a single parent, right? Because, you know, for me, it wasn't a one night stand, you know, I met somebody or I knew somebody and, you know, the idea was to start a family, you know, and live happily ever after, but it didn't work out that way, right? Um, so that's a question that we normally ask. Um, but would you like to expand on what I just read at all or dive into any of that? Sure. Um, first, I got married very young. Well, um, one, but come back a little bit further. What was your parenting? I mean, your parents like? Oh, I was raised with both parents at home. However, uh, my father was there in physically, but not necessarily emotionally. He was definitely a rolling stone. Um, I come from a culture that a lot of women were able to put up with certain things because it was more so, you know, he's just being a man. Um, 
So to needless to say, my father wasn't very uh, faithful to my mother. Um, I, could, I knew that he definitely loved myself and my sister a lot, but he was definitely selfish in the fact that he wanted to do what he wanted to do. So, you know, he provided for the most part, but he wasn't faithful. And so to say I was raised with both parents, yes, both parents were home. However, it wasn't the most ideal parenting situation. I often joke that I married my father, but it's not a compliment at all. Um, because everything that I saw in my father, I also saw in my ex-husband. So it wasn't necessarily the best thing. Um, as far as, um, I was just talking, my, my oldest daughter and I, we just came from the store and we were talking, I'm like, my mother always been a rock in my corner, but she wasn't overtly affectionate. I was just telling my, um, my daughter that, I was like, you know, I'm 43 years old. I don't ever remember hearing my mother say, I love you. It was just one of those things that was understood to, to do. I think she, of course, absolutely. To this day, I, you know, if I pick up the phone right now, it's like nothing. I don't, I don't think I've ever had the feeling like I was never loved. I just didn't hear it. So I try now, I notice now I do, I say it more so to my children because I didn't hear it a lot. But would I change anything about my childhood? Probably not, not at all. Um, I'm from Brownsville. <laughs> and it's one of those things you either make it out or you don't. <laughs> and they, at the time I was kind of upset with my mother when we moved to South Jersey in my senior year of high school. I was really, really, really upset, but it was, you know, of course, hindsight, it was the best thing she could have done for us because I honestly don't think I would be as far along in my career, in my personal life, anything like that, had I stayed there. Um, but to go back to how did I get here as a single single parent, I, you know, most of it I put in the email, the first, first bout, um, just being young, naive, foolish, uh, bored. You know, you have a lot of sex when you're bored. Um, <laughs> you have a lot of unprotected sex when you're young and bored so that was part of it and like I mentioned from the time um, five months pregnant he was there for the first uh, first and second trimester for most of the second trimester Christmas 2000 uh, 1994 uh, he went home to come back I was living in Jersey at the time he was still in New York and he just never came back uh, so it was just been, uh, it was just myself and my son for the longest. So, so you were in the hospital, you birthed by yourself? My mother and my sister were there. And um, real quick, uh, your parents are no longer together? No, my parents have since divorced. However, if you were, if you were to see them, you would know they were divorced. They are the best of friends. There have never been any animosity. It was just a matter of, you know, just growing apart. My mother wanted to move out of New York. My dad didn't want to leave. So it was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to do what I have to do. Uh, as a matter of fact, we just, the whole family just was together like three weeks ago and we had an awesome time. You wouldn't think my parents were divorced at all. Everybody, it's, it's the weirdest thing in the world. <laughs> the weirdest thing in the world. They still act like a married couple, even though my father's dating right now, but they just, it's, they have a unique love. I don't think I will ever want to have that type of love because the, the ties are still there, but... So yeah. culturally, you, you mentioned that you came from a culture. Culturally, you know, yeah. share with our viewers, with our yeah. listeners, what's your cultural background? My parents are from Trinidad and Tobago. Um, sweet, sweet, sweet TNT. Okay, go ahead. Um, 
I have noticed with different family members and just friends that come from a Caribbean and some African backgrounds that um, a lot of the men, fathers per se, they would, it was known, it was a known thing that they would either have outside children, however, they're still married, but it was understood as long as they took care of home that everything was, you know, for the most part, okay. Um, and I think that seeing that with my family and just my friend's family or like my cousins and whomever, it just seemed like a normal thing. It wasn't until I got older till I realized like, nah, this, this, this is not supposed to be like that. You shouldn't, you know, it's supposed to be a monogamous thing, but it, it, I don't know. Just, and that's the culture I was, yes, I was born. I'm the first person in my family that was born in the United States. Nobody like American history starts with me. Right. So I didn't have anything else to compare it to. And then, you know, living in Brownsville, there's mostly a lot of my friends had, they were in single parent households. So I didn't, I didn't know any difference. So my idea of marriage came from what I saw at home. So it wasn't until I got older to realize like, no, this is not how it's supposed to be. Like this can this is emotionally draining to, to know that your husband is out here doing whatever he wants to do, bringing home children and like, it's like, it's okay. And I, I, I didn't get it. And I think that's what made it so easy for me to be able to file for the divorce because my ex-husband was there. He was very, very, he was, I don't think he was faithful. He may have been faithful probably the first year or two, but I don't think he was faithful for most of that marriage. And I was not accepting of it. And he came hey, from a family that was like that also. You said, so was he Caribbean as well? No, he, he's American. Okay. So you said bringing home children. Your dad didn't bring home any children, though, did he? Oh, I just found out two years ago that I have a brother that's the same age as my younger sister. <laughs> okay. All right. And, and, and the one... Oh, yeah. There was, rumors. there was always rumors. We always heard about this child, but it wasn't confirmed until two years ago. So, yes, I have a 40-year-old half-brother. So... so go ahead, oh, go ahead, Dick. No, you go. Oh, so I was going to say, with, 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 with your son's father, so... Yeah. You met him while you were in high school. Yes. How old were you when, when you had your son? Uh, 18 going on 19. 18 going on 19. Yes. And so you met him when you were in high school, mm -hmm. and he disappeared five months into your pregnancy. Now, did he disappear as in you never saw him again, or he disappeared as in I'm just not dealing with being a father. I'm no, no longer dealing with you. Um, disappeared. So you, you haven't seen you haven't seen him? Nope. Uh, did you have friends in common? Did you have people who know him to know where um, he yes. Um, but I didn't I, I went we had associates in common, I should say. Associates right, right. so I didn't really keep in touch with his associates. Yep. So, you know, to find out anything about him, no. Um I, I was at least smart enough to at least have a social security number. <laughs> At, at, at 19, that's, that's, that's really smart. And, and that was, I don't know what made me even think that far ahead, but yes. Um, so I, I did get, a, I was on welfare for about my son's, I would say probably the first three years of his life. Um, and back then, I don't know, of course, if they still do it now, but they definitely needed a social, because they want to find somebody to help pay for this child or whatever. But, right. no, he, he was, needless to say, he was a drug dealer. So going after child support is <laughs> i don't know how you're going to do that so right. trying to find him in that aspect they they weren't going to get any money you know have him pay or anything like that so i like i said i chalked that one up to being just 
just naive and just straight dumb. And so uh, for me, I was just curious because I'm like, yo, is he still alive? Because <laughs> you're like, I have no idea. I honestly don't know. I don't know. But it's possible to check by the social security number, but you just answered. It that. is, if I wanted to. And um, that's one thing my son and I have always had discussed for, you know, since he was about 11, 12 years old, that if and when he's ready to do so, I will help him. Um, but at this point, he said he's good. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm sure, because I think for most people, at some point in their life, they want to know. I'm sure at some point, once he gets over what, however he feels about him or whatever, he may want to, but I told him whenever he's ready, I, I at least have a social and we can start there. But I'm not going to force it on him. And then so you have this kid, his father disappears. You know, you're trying to do this on your own. And I mean, own solo parenting, not talking about the village behind you or what have you, mm -hmm. um, or the support system. And then you meet your soon-to-be husband. Correct. All right. And that was what, maybe when your son was two or three, you said? No, he was about 18, 19. Well, yeah, about 18 months, two years old. Yeah. 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 Then we and started. So, and um, honestly, we were friends first. And, you know, hindsight, we should have just stayed friends. We were very, very, very good friends. And we should have just stayed friends. What really got me with him, he was very, um, very good with my son at the time. Very accepting very nice he, he just treated him so well and you have to keep in mind in my in my mindset i'm like 20 21 years old and i'm like oh my god first all, all i'm thinking i was like oh you know not too many guys will be interested in me because i have this young first of all i'm young with a young child so not too many guys will probably be interested in me so here it is i have one that is interested in me and he's also really good with my son why not and i honestly thought that was a good idea but as I mentioned in the email, there were red flags there too. How old was he at the time? We're the same age, we're actually four days apart. So we're, we're the same age. <laughs> the red flags were there, but I so wanted to have some type of father figure for my son that I was willing to ignore some of the red flags. What did he do for so, a living? When we said David, I'm sorry. What did he do for a living? Um, at, when we first started dating, he was working in construction, but he eventually went into the Air Force. So I'm looking at, okay, here's a guy that we have the stability. He has, he's, you know, he, he wants more for himself. He went into the Air Force. We got married because at the time, um, you know, it's not like I could just pick up and move down there with him. We had to be married. So that probably, you know, was premature in my thinking too. Like, okay, well, let's, well, let's just get married. I wanted to be with him. I thought I was in love with him. So why not ma let marriage be the next step, right? Then two months before he was supposed to leave for basic training, I found out I was pregnant with my oldest daughter so it all makes sense to me i'm pregnant he's going into the air force let's get married and let's do this and for the first couple years it was good uh, age came into that one I, I don't think and this is just my personal opinion i don't think a lot of us should be getting married before like 28. <laughs> i'm serious i'm, I'm dead serious it's just the, so much that you want to do so much you want to experience as a single person that you cannot really do when you're married. And it, that's just, just dating other people. Just dating other people. And it's just, it's clear that he wasn't, he didn't want to be monogamous. I was okay with it. I didn't have a problem with it, but it wasn't for him. And, every, and marriage isn't for everybody. And it's, a, it's not until you get married that you realize marriage is not for you. <laughs> it's funny, because my, my dad always used to say to me growing up, 
boy, marriage is for married people. If you're married already, <laughs> leave it the fuck alone. Exactly. You know. Exactly. And um, like I said, I didn't have the best a blueprint for what a marriage is supposed to be like. So I don't fault him for everything because I know me and my attitude, my mouth. Um, that probably didn't help it out at all. Um, and just looking back on a lot of the things that transpired throughout the marriage, I, I don't think I had a lot of respect for him. Why don't and you tell I, us what one of those red flags were? Um, well, the red flags were, um, like I said, he cheated while we were dating, before we even got married. So what made me think he was going to, just because he said he, was gonna, he wasn't going to do it again, that doesn't mean anything. But when somebody shows you who they are the first time, you're supposed to believe them. So you caught him? Oh, caught him. It, 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 that's a story for another day. But yes, I caught him. In the bed? But no, I caught the girl in the bed. He had went to the store to go buy some condoms. He, didn't, he forgot I was coming over that day. Wow. Yeah, we're living apart. You yeah, he had his own apartment. I was living at home with my mother. Mm -hmm. I came over, and I, I, I guess I was about to be vulgar. I guess this, the, the sex <laughs> was on his mind that he probably forgot, or he may not even care. Maybe he, he wanted to see the reaction. I have no idea. But I came over that particular day, and I walked in. As you can see, I'm wearing glasses. I, um, I walked in. My, it was wintertime, Christmas time. I'll never forget it. Um, I walked into the apartment, and my glasses fogged up. So I had to <laughs> <laughs> so you gotta do so what, you gotta do uh, you gotta you gotta what that squeaky thing that they do on the cartoons you gotta, it, was, it, it was like it's, it's funny that wasn't funny then but it's right. now. I took the glasses off and I walked into the bedroom and I could see the person laying in the bed I didn't think anything of. I thought it was him and I'm like hey dude, like what are you doing sleep week because we're supposed to be going to dinner I'm like what are you doing sleep then I tell you I was coming over and I turned around I was a girl I'm like so Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Y'all had plans to yeah. go to dinner. Correct. At seven o'clock or whatever time it yes. was. Uh-huh. But he's in the bed with a girl and left. No, no, the girl was in the bed by herself. He but was gone. Well, I'm saying yes. before you got there, he's uh -huh. in the bed with the girl, not even thinking about dinner. Correct. And he goes to the store to get condoms. Yes. And I'm pretty sure there's a whole bunch of people saying, well, at least he was using condoms, right? <laughs> but, so he goes to the store to get condoms. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you come in. Yes. At the time, y'all was supposed to be going to dinner to see a girl in the bed. Correct. So what'd she have to say? For, I, I, I don't want to incriminate myself with some things that I did that night. <laughs> well, we, well, we're going we're gonna to pull it, we're going to try to pull it out of you. You can always say, I don't want to well, answer it, but go. The thing is, what, I was just baffled because one of his homeboys was there too. Because as a matter of fact, his homeboys the one that opened the door. So ain't this a bitch? <laughs> and he sees you and he opens and the door. Opened anyway. door. Son of a bitch! Go ahead. That day, needless to say, they're no, they were no longer friends after that. But right. I go in, like I said, my glasses fogged up. I walk into the room and I realize it's a girl. And I'm like, I walk in. And I'm like, who's this? But well, wait, when when homeboy opens the door, he's like, hey, where yeah. you been? He's like, oh, what's up? He's like, what's up, Karina? I'm like, all right. You know, I, I, at this time, I'm holding my son because, you know, like under two. Oh, you got the baby with you. Too. Oh, yeah. Because we all were going out. Yeah. So I put my son down, glasses fog up, and I'm walking to the bedroom, and I'm using my shirt, the tail of my shirt to clean my glasses off. So I can't see. He can't see my hand in front of my face. And I walk into the bedroom, and there's this chick in the bed, and I'm like, who are you? So I, I first, my first inclination was, 
he must have she must have been there for the homeboy. Yes. Because right. clearly, he's not gonna let me in this place knowing, you know what I'm saying, knowing what's about to go down in this apartment. So it, it, it really didn't dawn on me that who she was there for. So I'm like, oh, who are you? And she tells me her name. I was like, oh, okay, who are you here for? And then she told me, she said, my husband. I said, well, who? She said, what? She, she said, my husband's name. Oh, I thought like, she, said, she said, my husband, like, she I thought she married. claimed him as your husband. I was like, what? Well, we, at, the, we're, at this point, yeah. We, we had talked about it, so I'm claiming him as my husband, yeah. No, I'm saying that she had, like, she was oh, like, no, oh, no, I'm no, here no. for my she, husband. She just said his name. I didn't okay. want to name my husband. That's oh, no, 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 don't, don't do that. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so she tells me who, and I'm like, Huh? And she's like, yes. And so I described him. I said, brown skin cat with the locks. You she had like, to describe him in his own apartment because you yeah. didn't believe it. Go. Right. I, I couldn't because it didn't make sense. Like, dude just opened the door for me. If anything, just like act like nobody's there. Mm. Something. You know what I mean? But no, he opened the door. I'm not thinking anything of it. I go in there and I wait, wait, she, Okay, so I'm oh. sorry. I'm sorry because this nigga's stupid. <laughs> I'm, this nigga's stupid. <laughs> right? No. Excuse me. No. And when I say I'm nigga, I'm not, talking, I'm not talking black people. I'm just talking about people, period. I need to be clear about that to the listeners. This nigga's stupid. So he looks through the peephole. No. He says, who is it? You say your name, yeah. and he just opens the door. No. So keep going. You say to her, uh, what's he look like? She says what he looks like. Go ahead. Uh-huh. And then I said, oh, OK. I said, well. Go, you go back to sleep. Cause now I'm mad. <laughs> you told the bitch to go back yeah. to sleep. Oh, you. No, I, I let her go back to sleep. Ooh. I said, oh, okay. Well, I said, okay. So I, I went and sat in the living room. Come on, oh, my God! You, wait, I'm, wait, I'm wait, afraid I'm of you. I'm laughing. I'm now laughing because I'm, I'm sitting on. Wait, like I said, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to tell y'all too much because I don't want to incriminate the myself. So no, she goes back and you know how they do with the fingers? With the tap, tap, tap with the fingers, waiting for this motherfucker to come back. Go ahead. See, my, my question is whether or not you, you try not to incriminate yourself. What is you know, this stupid need... nigga doing now? What is this stupid wait, wait, nigga wait. doing now? Because we didn't check statute of limitations yet. He's sitting there watching TV with me. We sitting oh. watching TV together. Wait, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. How's the weather? He's how, how, how old is the kid now? Oh, he's getting so big. Oh. <laughs> this is the homeboy sitting here watching TV yeah. with you. Yeah. This <laughs> has nothing to do with being a single parent. Y'all don't got me telling all my business. Don't nobody know. Don't nobody know. Did she really go back to bed? Yeah, she went. She laid back down. After you, but did you tell her that was your husband? No. Oh, no, you're no, no, no. Oh, oh, no, you, no, no, no. Scary. You scary. You scary. Yeah, that, that's part of the setup. That's that's part of the setup, B. Nah, I ain't telling nothing. Oh, you sitting there <laughs> tapping your fingers. Oh, the, the, the I was right. My glasses wasn't foggy no more. Put it down. How long did it take for him to come back? He was gone for about 10, 15 minutes. So you sat there for 15? Do you know how long 15 minutes is when you're waiting for some shit to pop off? And, that, and that's why I said I'm not trying to incriminate myself. You, can't, you can't claim insanity on that. So, <laughs> that's why I ain't married so, one. So stupid niggas sitting there watching TV with you. <laughs> Y'all watching Friends. I came, to, I came to find out he was so damn high that day that he didn't even, yeah. It didn't I register for him. Really? But anyway, I would have sobered up, but yeah. whatever. So, so, so you don't want to tell everything, but go ahead. He walks in the door, in. and what's the look on his face? Oh, the look on his face, that, and that's when I realized that shit was real. The look of fear on his face. 
it was it was mind boggling. I need you. I need to set it up for you. The way his apartment was, you don't, you don't just when you walk in, you have to go up the stairs. He lived in a duplex, so you have to go up the stairs. So I'm at the top of the stairs. So I heard the door open, and I heard the person jogging up the steps. Jogging. So the top of the jogging. Go ahead. <laughs> I go to the top of the steps, so I got leverage on him. And when I get, I, he's coming up, and he's mid step, and he sees me. He's like, "Oh shit." I done fucked up. That's the, that's the look on his face. And he just stood there. And just the look, I said, so it's true. And the only thing I remember, because everything is a blur, was me jumping from the, like, I did a flying kick from the top step. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't remember, that's all I remember. I remember jumping from the top step and drop kicking his ass to the fucking front door. And by the time I landed, I landed like on top of his chest and I'm just wailing on him, just going in. I think I snatched out like three or four locks while I'm doing this. Now his boy sobers up. He picks me up, grabs me up off of him. Like I said, it's Christmas time. My son had this little toy wagon that we had got him for Christmas. How old was he? Plastic wagon. I ain't gonna tell you what I did with the wagon, but How old yeah. is your son? How old is your son at the time? He's about 18 months, two, two, about two years old at the time. Okay. And hindsight, should I have done all of this in front of him? No. Of course not, but I was not thinking that damn clearly at all. So all of the commotion is going on at this time. My, oh, I didn't, didn't mention he had a pit bull. Pit bull, thank God, was in the cage because he was going crazy because he sees his owner <laughs> getting his ass whooped and shit. So the girl by this time, she's in the, she done sat up straight in the bed like, oh my God, because she has to get past me to leave. Yes, yeah, we just want second, she was second floor. She didn't, let's just say she did not leave the apartment through the front door. Let's just say that part. You have a clothes on? All I'm going to say. She, she had some clothes thrown after her. Yes. <laughs> put her out the window? I didn't put her out the window. She went out the window. No, no, no. Let Look now. Look. Don't look. <laughs> You're not about to do this. Bitch out the window. I didn't put her out the window. I did not put her out the window. Supposed to go out the window. See, y'all y'all about to get me. See? Two floors up, this bitch goes out the window. Go ahead. Listen, listen. I lose my damn job tomorrow behind this fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so we make sure not to name the, the company you work oh for. Oh my God. This is what oh, come no. on now. How long ago was this? This is what? This was Christmas 20, of 1997. 1997 is 20 years 20, ago. 21 22, years ago. almost 23 years ago. You good. You good. You okay. Good. Yeah, we have to give people credit for when they are not the same person that they were. <laughs> right? Well, I can't tell you I ain't going to be the same person if it was to happen again. Oh, I'm just <laughs> shit. Okay. <laughs> Let me ask you uh, the, the, the final question on this particular subject. Yes. Um, how, was he a big guy? No. 5'9", about 170. 5'9", was she the same size? No, a uh, pretty petite young lady. Really uh, nice. Okay. Pretty girl, uh, at, least she, at least she was pretty. Cause you know, sometimes y'all like to cheat with ugly bitches. So at least she was pretty. Okay, all right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and, and then here's the tough question, right? Mm -hmm. This was before y'all got married? Correct. And y'all got married after that? I, I got pregnant after that. You got married. pregnant after that, not married. Okay. I got pregnant by January, and we got married in April. How so, did you make up? I think I, like I said, I, you know, I'm not putting all the blame on him. A lot of that was my own self-esteem. Just, I didn't want to start over. Honestly, that's what, the, what it really, really boiled down to. I did not want to start over for myself, and then I also didn't want to have to start over for my son. I didn't want to have to keep bringing different men around him. 
And I think that's a, a battle a lot of single parents, women have. You don't want to keep bringing a revolving door of different men and stuff around them. So you, you're more willing to put up with a lot of bullshit that you normally wouldn't have if you had more self-esteem or if you just did not give a fuck. And I was definitely one of those people like, I didn't want to start over. Here it is. I've invested almost two years. I will go so far as to say I did, I still, I did love them. I still love them anyway. And it's like, you know, we can get past this. I, that, was my, that was my mindset. We can get past this. And then you also have, you know, him saying, you know, we're going to work this out. We can work this out, you know, apologizing profusely and everything else. So it's like, okay, I'm going to give you that. So, so you got pregnant, you had your first daughter, and there was still stuff going on, and then you got pregnant again. <laughs> like, I'm, even though I'm working on my fifth degree, I never claimed that I was smart. Just, just put that out there, okay? <laughs> It ain't just you. I'm dumb too, but go ahead. Listen. Let's just, let's just okay. I just want to put that out there. I'm really, really damn foolish when it comes to, when it just comes to, I don't know if I have this fairy tale idea of what relationships and marriages, oh, I, I have, I'm just a, I'm a sucker. What can I say? I'm a sucker. We, when it comes I mean, to we all are to a degree. All right. So you got pregnant, you got married, mm -hmm. he went off to the Air Force, you moved along with him. Where did you guys relocate to? Florida. So you're in Florida. Mm -hmm. And so, and I can also see how that can be another reason to stay together because it's like, okay, we're away from all this other shit. We Correct. have a fresh start for Correct. our family in a new state. Let's go. Correct. Correct. Um, and Flo in Florida, honestly, it, it started to break down there. Mm -hmm. And I think that was on both of our parts in the sense that just the unfamiliarity of the being in Florida, number one, being away from family members, just wanting to just live. He, he, he had mostly single friends while in the military. And then, and all the, the married friends he did have, they were also, you know, dealing with infidelity or whatever. So he just sees all of that. And then like, I, I, I I'm not the easiest person to deal with. I take full responsibility for that. I will, hey, I will stop, 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 stop. Tell us what you mean by that. Well, I'm very, very opinionated. I can be stubborn. Go ahead. And I think at some point, I, I kind of thought I was intellectually better than him. And Okay, stop, stop, stop. Speak to that. Um, while we were in Florida, I, uh, before we left uh, Jersey, I had gotten my associate's degree. And while we were in Florida, he had, he had to go away uh, to the desert. So while he was gone, I said, you know what? I want to better myself. I want to get a better job. So I'm going to go back to school. So I enrolled in school. I'm working on my first bachelor's degree. So by the time he comes back from his assignment, I'm in school. And I, I kind of had this air of superiority on me now. Like, you know, I'm doing, I'm doing better for myself. This is all about me. When he would talk, I would kind of not necessarily look down on him or whatever, but it's just like I would kind of dismiss him. If he said salmon instead of salmon. Now that right that, now that's, that's a fight. That, that <laughs> even... <laughs> so you were making corrections like that. Yeah, little things like little things like that. And it, you know, as a man, not too many men they're not gonna take kindly to that. So we were kind of bump heads on that aspect. It takes but, a whole lot of uh security. Correct. Male or female to listen to that from somebody Correct. and not take it personally. Correct. For this person. And I agree. Yeah. Like I said, I, I'm. I. I definitely take my my. I take full responsibility for my part in all of this. Mm -hmm. um, so I, he would 
of course, now he sees me back at school. He wants to go back to school. And I'm like, how are we going to, you know, I already had this all planned out. So now we both can't be in school. I already started it. I'm farther, farther along. You got to wait till I'm done. That's, that's my, you know, that's my attitude or whatever. So that doesn't go well either. So things start to break down in, in Florida. And to one day, I'll never forget this one day, he came home with the divorce. You had somebody in the bed. <laughs> no? Nope. Okay. All right. All right. No. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> he comes yeah. home. I came home from work one day, and he, and he has like a do-it-yourself divorce packet on the table. It's like dissolution. It, it, I still have the packet. It says dissolution of marriage with children. And that's, mm. I guess that was his way of letting me know he wants a divorce. He never says it, but the paperwork is on the table. You know, me being the bitch that I am, I'm cleaning up. I pick up the paperwork, wipe the table down, put it back down on the damn table. I'm not, no, nah, we in this. We, 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 what you're not about to do is if you want to, you know, if you want this to be over, you're going to pay for it. I'm not paying for it. That was my, that was my attitude. So after the Florida assignment, we got assigned to Maryland. And keep in mind, my, my, my mother's in Jersey. He's from Jersey. Everybody, I'm like, I said it to myself. I said, nothing good is going to come from us being stationed in Maryland. And I swear from the time we got there until the time we separated the first time, he was just running up and down the highway, going to Jersey, being with his friends in Jersey. Like, it's just like, we didn't even get a chance to try to even work on the marriage because he wanted to, it's like he was living single. He was happy to be closer to home and he started living like he was single. What about the support, um, financial support while he was away? How was that? It was fine. It was fine because at the time we had joint bank accounts. So his his military paycheck, first and 15th of every month, it was going into the, the, the bank account. The bills were being paid. And I've always been the more studious and, you know, fiscally responsible person. So me handling the bills and all of that, that it, it was always on me. It was never a big deal. And that, that could speak to, you know, feeling secure, insecure also. She's taking care of everything. All I'm really doing here is going to work and coming back. Correct. I can see that. I can definitely see that. So you, you guys are now in Maryland. You got three kids. Well, no, just the two. Just, just the, the two. two. Yes. So you, you got the two. You're in Maryland. You know that at some point he was contemplating divorce, yes. but it's never been actually discussed. Correct. So how did you get to the third kid? And I don't mean like the, the time and place and setting of the consummation, but like... I do. <laughs> There's a story behind that one, too. He re-enlisted in the military in 2002. Did you want him to, or did you want him to, to not? Absolutely. No, no, absolutely, because the security of the job was definitely there. Of him being in the military, the job security, and we lived on base, so we didn't have to worry about rent and all that stuff. So I definitely wanted him to stay in, especially with the fact that he never really talked about leaving the military, and he never really discussed like trying to do any anything else and he didn't have any other actionable skills because he was a mechanic he worked on a c-130 airplanes outside of maybe working at an airport and doing that kind of just like that's not a job that really you know translate into the civilian world so yeah what like what are you going to do okay you work on airplanes what are, you, are we going to live near an airport so you can continue to so we didn't he didn't have any any way to try to get out so like yes i'm glad he realized so let's i'm good with that I did not necessarily want to go back to, I didn't want to go to Maryland because I thought, it, I just knew it wouldn't have been good for our marriage just because I saw how he was, how he was behaving. If we had gone to the other side of the country, maybe, but being that close to home, I mean, he was probably home. When I say home, he was probably, cause he's from Trenton. He probably was up and down the highway. If it was not every weekend, every other weekend. If I have to think about it, I'm sure he probably had women while he was up there in Jersey too. So I, you know, I'm just like, eh, th this probably wasn't the best bet, but anyway. 
re-enlisted in 2002. We moved to Maryland in 2002. And I told them things start to, it's still rocky. In January 2004, I know I got dates. My, my, my kids always like, you always remember dates. I, I do. January 2004, one of his... Um, co-workers he's really good friends with her she we i just met her you know when we socialize as, as you know married couples or whatever one day she called me and to this day i will always thank this girl for that she called me one day and she said do you know your boy is about to get out of the military i'm like he getting out i said he still got two and a half years left on, left on his enlistment i didn't know he could get out like she said yeah he's playing on this was january he never when he came home that evening he never said anything so she called me the following week to, to verify. She said, has he said anything? I said, no. She said, yeah, he's getting out. He's already put in his paperwork. I'm like, how can he get out? Where's he going to work? Where are we going to live? We're living on base. At the time, um, I had finished my first master's. I had already gotten two bachelor's and a master's degree. And I'm like, I, where are we going to live, work, whatever? At the time, I really couldn't find a job. Even with all those degrees, I really couldn't find a job up here in D.C. So I'm like, where are we going to work? And he hasn't said anything. I said, you know what, Kareem? He hasn't said anything. This motherfucker has shown to be sneaky before save your money and sure as shit april the three months later i'm leaving for work and he's downstairs in his uniform i'm like you're usually gone before me why aren't you gone yet he's like oh i'm done today was my last day at work never said a word if that girl didn't call me three months beforehand i probably would have been homeless so i'm like what do you mean that you're you're done he's like yeah i got out i'm like you still got two years left on your enlistment he's like no whatever way he was able to get out of it and that day that Friday in April, he left and he went to, to Jersey to be at home with his, his family or whatever. And the kids and I stayed on base by ourselves until it was time for, until we got kicked off the base for Mother's Day weekend. So I had to save up all my money, rented a U-Haul, um, put my stuff in storage. At the time, my sister was also living in Maryland. She allowed us to stay there with her. And how many kids um, at this time? I just have the two kids at this time. This is, this is May, June of 2004. Mm-hmm. Um, he comes down the weekend after I moved out of the, the so office. Did he come to pack up? Huh? He did not come and help? No, he was, like I said, he left in April and did not come back. He never came back down. He left us there on the base. Me, being the two kids, he left us there on the base. Um, I had a couple co-workers. My sister had a friend of hers that helped me pack up, and one of my co-workers helped me pack up, put my stuff in storage. And I went and moved in with my sister. She had a one-bedroom apartment. So we're, you know, she she offered to give me her bed, but no, we slept in the living room. Floor. I slept on the couch. Kids, the two, my oldest son and daughter slept on the floor. And then uh Father's Day weekend. <laughs> and this is where I say I never said I was smart. <laughs> really? Father's Day weekend, he comes back down and the song and dance, wooed me, drunk, whatever, whatever you want to, whatever, however you want to call it. We end up sleeping together that weekend. And I got pregnant with my youngest one. You gave him the puss? <laughs> <laughs> yes. After this man left me and his, his kids high and dry, yes, I was stupid yet again. Um, I need you to say uh, the words. I gave him the puss. I, no. No. <sighs> <laughs> So this is so this David. is two thousand. Thank you, David. Thank. If I didn't feel any lower, <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it, sir. <laughs> so this is two thousand four. This is two thousand four. Um, at the time, I was in the process for the job that I have now, and um, I don't know if I don't think I mentioned I'm a federal law enforcement agent. So I'm oh. in. I'm in training, and I feel sick. And I'm like, I, this can't be. 
this can't, I, I, the whole time I'm telling myself, this can't be, this can't be. And I, I just, I felt so fucking stupid. Cause I'm like, here it is. I know this man is not faithful, number one. This man just, just up and left me and these kids. And we're living with my sister at this time. And did I, did I really just, was I that damn stupid? Yes, I was. I found out I was pregnant while I was in training. I did not tell anyone because honestly, I, I contemplated having an abortion. That's, I was so mad and so depressed. I did not want to, I'm like, I, I can't do this. At the time, my kids were 10 and seven. I'm like, I can't do this. You know, I'm like, I'm starting over. He's, he's not the one. And honestly, the, I, you know, was, I, I personally think it was nothing but God because by the time I finished my training, I was already out of my first trimester and it was too late to have her until have an abortion. So I'm like, you know, I got to go through with this. And, and you're what, 28 years old at this point? Yes. 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 We separated. We were separated. Um, after I got out of training, I ended up finding, I was blessed enough to be able to stay in uh, Maryland. My, my first office of assignment was Baltimore. So I was able, so I ended up getting an apartment in Baltimore, big and pregnant. And it was just a lot of things going on in my head at the time. Cause you know, it's kind of hard as a woman to start a new job. And you know, the first time you meet your supervisors, like, Hey, I'm pregnant and I'm going to may need some time off <laughs> to right. go to doctor's appointments. And, but I had a very, very good, my CO was really, really good. And you know, it was, it, it that aspect of it was good, but Mentally and emotionally, it was not a good time for me at all. I was so disappointed in myself that I allowed myself to to be manipulated, to be foolish. And, you know, again, we reconciled again after, you know, towards the end of the pregnancy. The, I would say the beginning of the third trimester, he came around and, you know, he's like, you know, let's make this work. You're, you know, you're having another baby and yada, yada, yada. So he was there. He he was there after um after I graduated from the academy and everything else. And he was there when I delivered because he wasn't there for the oldest girl because he was away for um in the military. So he was able to be there for the birth of the last one. So you know we were we thought we were having a like okay we're gonna try this yet the fuck again. Right. We got a new baby. Let's try this again. And it was okay for about mm, about two and a half years and then I. I, I just got to the point where like, you know what, I've had enough. And the part of that is too, the fact that he got out of the military, he did not, he really didn't do anything with himself. He's working little odd, odds and ends. He would try his best to give me whatever money he can give, but I, I was over it. I definitely was over it. I had a lot of time to think to myself, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. So I had filed for divorce. We separated in 2007 and we just lived apart for about, you know, three years. He would still come by and get the kids. Um, he would, he would financially, he would give money. It wasn't an issue. We, we were co-parenting very well from 2004 to, to when my daughter was born in 2015, I mean, 2005 until about 2007, we were, we were okay. And then separated in 2007, from 2007 to 2010, it was good. Um, we had little blowups here and there, but nothing major. And then I put in for a promotion to come down to South Carolina. I got the promotion. I said, well, Now's the time for me. I, what I did not want to do is have him follow me to Columbia, to, to South Carolina. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and file for divorce. I did. I got the promotion. And at the time I was told that I would have to go back. I would have to go back and forth to Maryland to finalize everything. Financially, that would have been too much for me. 
So I withdrew the divorce paperwork and I said, well, I'll just file once I, you know, once I get to South Carolina, you have to be a resident for a year, separated for a year before you can file and all this other stuff. I said, I'll, I'll do it when I get to South Carolina. I'll be damned if this man didn't pick up and move to South Carolina too. We didn't live together, but he went and got his own place. And I was like, you know what? It's not a bad thing because I travel a lot for work. So by this time, I, the youngest is five. So I'm like, okay, I have to do a lot of traveling. Who's best to watch these kids while I'm traveling? But their father, why not? So him moving to South Carolina wasn't necessarily a bad thing. Um, where it got crazy was he thought, you know, the fact that he showed me that he was willing to pick up and move to South Carolina too. He thought that that was going to help me change my mind and help me reconcile because, you know, I've been dumb and foolish before. Why not, why not give it one more chance? And it didn't, and he didn't like the fact that I wouldn't, I wasn't going along with it. So once going through the divorce is when I saw, he just did a whole 180, totally different, just nasty, mean, hateful, vandalized my house, caused $14,000 worth of damage to my house. I had to get a restraining order. Um, it, the divorce did not, it was not an amicable divorce at all. And it's like, dude, you, how can you not see this coming? We've been separated for three years at this point, going on four years. How can you not see this coming? And once he vandalized the house, I was like, okay, this is, this is enough for me. I, I, I'm, I'm done. If he can do this to my place, what can he do to me physically? And it's been a mess ever since then. So I, I just want to touch on one thing really quick, right? When you hear stuff like this, right, you hear it about and from the expectation is, is that it comes from, you know, um, people. Um, and I would say women because that's the majority of who we hear it from. But you think it, stories like this would only come from women who are uneducated, and I'm saying women, but I mean people who are uneducated, who, um, you know, don't have, you know, all of those sort of resources or the resources that a lot of people have um, and so on. But you are an educated woman. You are right. a smart woman. You are in law enforcement, you know? And you wouldn't think that, you know, this sort of stuff where I gotta go get a restraining order, you know, the motherfucker messing up my house, um, being cheated on and all that other sort of stuff would come from, right? You, you just don't think or you don't hear, but, I guess what we're trying to say is that, or I guess what I'm trying to say is that this could happen to anybody. Anybody, absolutely. Oh, absolutely, and I think it makes sense to touch on it too, with this being you know, Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Like, it happens across all races, all socioeconomic spectrums, and to both sexes. You know, the other thing that people don't touch on is that 40% of reported domestic violence domestic violence situations happen to men. So realistically, to, to David's point, yeah, people will listen and say, yo, this is an educated woman who works in law enforcement. How she let this happen? Uh, Especially a woman that can do a flying kick from the top. <laughs> of the okay. I was lighter then. I was 70 pounds lighter then. Okay. Right. <laughs> I, bet, <laughs> I bet you can still pick that leg up, though. I bet you can still pick that leg up. I have to, I can. You're damn right, yes. Right, and, but, and it also sounds like that part of his behavior and personality didn't show itself until... No, 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 it did not. I, I can, I, like I said, I will take a lot of responsibility for my part, but I did, that part was not there at all. At all. And we're, t yeah. and we're talking eight years, you know, almost ten years to know this dude. 
before Correct. that switch flipped. Correct. Correct. They, they were, I did not see that. Now, like I said, I saw the infidelity, but the, the physical and the anger and the animosity that, that transpired just when I filed up until about, until the divorce was final, never saw that. He, he went so far as to call the cops on me at least once a week to do quote unquote welfare checks. And, you know, I'm like, yeah, the same cop would come by. I'm like, you know me, like, you know, we've seen each other. We, we, you know, we, we work together in some aspects of, you know, because we're both long. I'm like, he's like, there's something I got to do. And I, and after, after a while I had to realize like, you know, he's just doing his job, right. but he do things like that just to get under my skin. And it, when I tell you, it, it took a lot. It, it took a lot of prayer. It took a lot of me talking to my sister and my mother because I was ready to lose my job behind this man. The, the things that I wanted to do to this man, I was, I was, after I worked so hard to get there, all I can see was retaliation. How can I get back at this man? But I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that cooler, cooler heads prevailed and I'm good. Um, but that leads us to now. He has not seen his daughters since 2013. I mean, 2016. So that was actually because we've been at this for a little bit. Uh, time flies when you're having fun, right? Mm -hmm. um, but that was actually going to be, you know, like my follow-up question. Mm -hmm. What is life like today? Like, what is a typical daily routine for a single mom in law enforcement with three kids? Living. And how old are the kids now? Let, 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 let's let's put the timestamp. 24, 14, and 21. Okay. 24, 14, and 21. And I, God has blessed me with three of the most level-headed, responsible children ever. I don't think I would have been able to do this job if my children weren't as understanding as they are. Just for the, just last year alone, I was away from the home for four months. Not all at the same time, but four months out of the year. I'm usually going for like 30 days at a time. And my children have been so supportive, so understanding. I've missed birthdays, Christmases, graduations. I've missed and just, but they have been really, really, really supportive, really understanding. And it doesn't hurt that mommy comes home with gifts, but you know. <laughs> but a day, my, my schedule, I work, um, without saying too much, I work counterterrorism. So my shift can be 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. today. Tomorrow will be a third shift. It, it just changes. I don't, you know, necessarily have a set shift. And the older two step up to take care of the younger one. And well, now it's to the point where the younger one, she's my, I call her my narc because she lets me know who didn't come home at a certain time and who took my car to do whatever. <laughs> But <laughs> she, she, she's but, an informant. <laughs> so definitely, definitely my CI. But she is. <laughs> she is. My kids have been really, really good. But my life can be hectic. I'm a supervisor now, so my life can be hectic because I not only have to worry about myself, I have to worry about you know the people on my team, making sure everyone gets home safely and everything else, and then to have to come home and be mommy, and and be the provider, help with homework. And I also mentioned I'm in school right now too, working on another master's degree. So it, you know, it's a lot. I'm, I think I'm balancing it well. I think I'm okay. I think I, I don't have a social life. 
which leads to the other part of that email where I said I'm on my second bout of celibacy and and it just works for me. Um, I I need to focus on one thing at a time right now. I don't want to go so far as to equate, you know, having sex with bad decisions in my life. But if you sit there, you, you know, look at the, (laughs) look at the events, you'll be like, "Mm, I don't think she need to, she might just want to go ahead and keep her legs closed. (laughs) It just works for me. And not the, the fact that where I am in South Carolina is not, there's not much of a social life here anyway. So it works. And, you know, having two girls living at home, it's, it's, it just, it just works for me to be. So there. your son has moved out? Yes. Yes, okay. he has. Um, he, he but he's still, near. He still lives close by. So he okay. comes by and he, he comes by and visits. He actually stays the weekend with us. Cause I think he stays cause he want to do his damn laundry, but you know, <sighs> he ain't going to admit that. Right. Um, and, but right now he, uh, we just got good news with him. He's about to leave for the army. So. Oh, so um, he enlisted. Wow. He, yeah, he, he definitely, he's gotten himself together. He, he, there was a little rough patch there for about four or five years, but he's um, right at the ship and he's doing okay. Uh, my oldest girl, she's a junior in college right now, doing really well. And then the, the, the youngest one is a freshman in high school, but I, I can, I can't take credit for them. I, I just think God has blessed me with three very good children for the simple fact that I, I honestly don't know if my children weren't as supported and grounded as they are, I may have had to quit my job and find something else. My last question, and it's relevant because of, you know, a lot of the stuff that uh, people are talking about on social media now. Um, Do you treat your boy differently than you treat your girls when it comes to uh, dating and sex? No. Nope. They are all three of them have said they would never bring nobody home to see me. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, no. The my main thing, what I've told all of them is to treat the people that you're dating how you want to be treated. Um, and my son is aware. I, I told my I told all my kids actually, but I told them, because only my son is the one dating because my girls don't date. But I let them know. I said, I'm gonna tell you right now. If you if you bring home Jessica and tomorrow you bring home Tanya, I'm going to tell them about each other. So, because I don't, because <laughs> what, what we're not about to, because I didn't raise you like that. So what we're not about to do is to continue this generational curse of infidelity. So don't bring anybody home that you're not serious about and don't bring anybody home that you don't want me to tell your business to. So my son has brought home one girlfriend and he's 24. That did not end well for her. Um, they have since broken up and he, he, and they didn't break up. They broke up really badly. And to this day, he talks about the fact that he's not going to bring anybody else home for a while because, you know, he's like bringing my girlfriend's home to mama because of what I've told him in the relationship that I have with him. He's like bringing someone home to my, it has to be something serious because I respect my mother's opinion and everything else. And she has to respect my mother as well. And she did not. So and that made him feel bad about that. So my, you know, my son turned 18. He can go to the strip club, but now here it is. My daughter's 18. She got to stay locked up. No, I'm not. I don't. I don't have it that way at all. It's, it's the same for all three. But that's all I got, um, Clark. No, I was. I was gonna say. Usually, when we close out, we like to, you know, give people opportunity to share some piece of wisdom that they've garnered through their experiences. Like if you could go back and talk to younger you, 
Well, I'll say firstly, if you could go back and talk to younger you, what piece of advice would you give? And then secondly, to our broader audience of listeners, what's one piece of information that you figure you should share with everybody that would help them on their journey? To my younger self, I would say you are enough. You do not need validation from a man to, um, to help boost your self-esteem. You are smart and you are beautiful. Um, to the audience, my, my main thing is when a person shows you who you are, who they are, believe them the first time. But I do, I really do appreciate you gentlemen giving me the time to, uh, to tell my story. I know we kind of went off on the tangent a few times there and with some laughter. Hopefully your, your listeners will enjoy it and not think too, too, don't judge me too harshly. <laughs> I do recognize, I, you know, I did some foolish shit. I'm better now. So I think that is the title of this episode, I'm Better Now. We thank no. you. God bless you. Well, I appreciate you guys, and I will be listening. You okay. all have a good rest of your day. All right. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. So we are, we, I guess we need to close out with uh, ladies, gentlemen, and consenting adults. Thank you again for joining us for the Single Dad, Why You Mad podcast. Um, we are available on all the major platforms, including uh, iTunes, you know, the Apple podcast format, SoundCloud, Stitcher, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we are on Twitter. We are on Instagram. So continue to join the conversations. And uh, David, anything else you want to plug? So, um, you know, we've got the YouTube channel. Um, we've got the voicemail. And, uh, you know, like you already said, we have the Instagram. You can watch uh, clips of this video, this episode on the YouTube channel, um, as well as any of our other episodes and the voicemail. I don't remember the number off the top of my head, but it's up on our Instagram channel. That's all I got. Single dad, why you mad? Later.